0: Want to share with you tonight? Um, just something that it's just it's my heart, but um, it's God's heart. <laughs> um, but it's it's really the key to being used by God, and and um, I'm talking about what God's looking for. Amen. So, Father, we just thank you for your word tonight, Lord. We just ask you, Lord, just open up the eyes of our understanding tonight. Let them be enlightened. Let us know the hope of your calling tonight, Lord. Let us know your exceeding greatness of your power for us who believes in you, Lord. And we just yield and surrender our lives, our hearts, Lord, to you, Lord, so you can work in us and through us, Lord, tonight. Father, just open our eyes to see the truth, Lord, and let the truth set us free tonight. In Jesus' name, everybody said Amen. Who here um, wants to be used more by God? (laughs) I believe that's why you're here on a cold Wednesday night, not sitting by the fire. (laughs) You are hungry for God, and, and, and God wants to use you more. This is really cool, but God wants to use you more than you want to be used by him. Isn't that cool to know? God wants to use you um, to the fullest extent he created you to, to be used. And, and really our example is Jesus. And so he wants us to be manifest children of God. And, and um, so the question is, you know, like to be a candidate, <laughs> what is God looking for? Who or what is God looking for in us? Um, obviously, if you've received Jesus, you are all candidates. You are all People that God lives in and, and moves in and breathes through. Amen. Um, but God's looking for something specific and, and, and he looks at us in a different way than, than man looks at us. He, he doesn't judge us by our outward appearance. He doesn't judge us by um, how crafty we are or how Perfect we look, or whatever. He judges by the heart of man and where our heart is. Amen. And so we're going to be talking about that tonight. Matthew 23 25 through 26. And I was just reading the word this, this, uh, this week, and this just really stuck out to me a lot. And um, I mean, here he's talking about people who are keeping. The law, the word of God, I mean, to the T, they're keeping the word, and and they're, you know, going by the book, and, and, you know, like being very religious, and, and I mean, they've devoted their lives to living for God. I mean, that's who they were, right? But this is just, it was just really interesting. So Jesus is talking, and he says, what sorrow awaits you teachers of the religious laws and you Pharisees? hypocrites, (laughs) there's an explanation mark, he yells at them, hypocrites, you are so careful to clean the outside of the cup and the dish, but the inside, but on the inside, you are filthy, you are full, and what what does God see as filthy? He says, you are full of greed and self-indulgence, you are blind, you are a blind Pharisee, First, you must wash the inside of the cup and the dish, and then the outside will become clean too. I know I brought this up before, but I think it's a great example. Um, I have teenagers that do the dishes, and so um, things don't often get as clean as I would like them to be clean. Do you ever get a dish, maybe even if through a dishwasher, if the dishwasher itself needs to be clean, you get a dish and you get it all put away, and then you go to eat or drink from that dish, and there's something crusty on the inside of it. <laughs> Who wants to eat out of that? That's so gross, right? Like, um, so does God really want to fill a vessel that's filled with old junk or old grime? You know what I mean? And so he wants us to be vessels uh, clean and ready and fit for the master to use us. And, and so here he's telling the, telling the Pharisees and the religious teachers, people who have devoted their lives to, to God, he's telling them that they're hypocrites because they started becoming focused on things that aren't really the way that God judges God judges by what you you are allowing into your being, into your heart. He's not judging, yeah, we should, you know, take care of ourselves and the body that God gave us, but God is judging on what we allow into our, our vessels and what we allow into our hearts. Why? Because the Bible says what whatever comes into our hearts is what's going to come out of our mouth and, and seep out of our lives, amen? And so he telling, he's telling the disciples, you're filthy. You know, you've been doing all this to serve God, but yet you're allowing self-indulgence. Maybe some of them were were overeating and and just indulging in that way. Maybe some of them became prideful and their head was held up high and they thought they were better than everybody else because of the place that they held. Um, You know, but So God saw that, even though they may be keeping the law, God saw what they were allowing to happen inside of them as filthy. He's like, you're filthy. You're like a crusty old cup. I mean, he literally was saying Clean the inside of your cup. The outside may look sparkly and shiny, but on the inside, if you're crusty, if you have things going on that maybe I don't see, but man don't, doesn't see, but God sees, he's going to say, mm, not yet. Because he needs to do a house cleaning. I often talk about how I used to talk about, now my husband does my laundry, but I used to talk about... <laughs> I do the laundry, he does the folding, but I used to talk about um, whenever we'd have guests over and I couldn't quite get to that folding, I would have heaps of laundry shoved in the the walk-in closet and shut the door. And so we'd have this party and the whole house is beautiful and and nice and clean, but if they go in that one closet, (laughs) they would find my secret mess. Do you know God can see every room of your heart? Every single room. And there's no hiding dirty laundry from God. The Holy Spirit is manifesting all over me. There is no hiding anything from the Lord. Whether it's an attitude of resentment, whether it's an attitude of unforgiveness, whether if it's a a prideful, boastful attitude, whatever it is, when it's like that, God looked at the, the Pharisees, people who had devoted their lives to the Lord. When they had these kinds of things in their heart, he called them filthy. He said that the inside of your cup is dirty. And how many of you know that God doesn't want to fill a dirty vessel? He doesn't want to take part in something that's dirty. And so our objective, what we need to be... um, Living our lives are to glorify God. Why? Because that's what God's looking for is a heart that's pure, a heart that's holy and, and, and dedicated to him. A heart that's ready and willing to, to live in obedience to whatever he tells us to. And, and part of that not allowing that filthiness in is, is um, being willing to be corrected when God corrects you on an attitude you might have or how you responded to someone to, to, to back up, humble yourself, and maybe even apologize when it doesn't, you know, no, it never feels good to have to apologize because that means you messed up. <laughs> but sometimes we need to because he wants, or, or maybe you need to forgive. He says so that your heavenly father can forgive you. You have to forgive one another. And so God wants to use us more than we want to be used. We all raise our hand. We want to be used by God. But God wants to use you more than you could ever want to be used by God. But he needs you to not be like the Pharisee and, you know, be a hypocrite. He doesn't want us to act on the outward appearance to man when we come to church. We all put on our church face, right, or our church clothes, except for me. Um, we all put on our church clothes and, and look, try to look real nice, but on the inside, if there's stuff going on or, or we're watching things we shouldn't be watching or, or we're, we're responding and our words that come out of our mouth are, are, you know, not glorifying to God, all of that creates a filth on the inside. So we're eliminating ourselves from being used to the extent that God would want to use us. And that's what the Pharisees were doing and, and even religious leaders People who were you, know, you were supposed to respect and live you know, kinda look up to. So we don't want to be like hypocrites who praise him and worship him with our lips, which that's what we do when we come to church, right? From the outward appearance, it looks all good. We look holy, but on the inside, we need a true house cleaning. We don't want to be a hypocrite and have it all sparkly on the outside, and yet there's so much on the inside we're unwilling to correct or adjust. In Matthew 15, 8, he says, People honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. People testify and, and you know say, you know, Jesus is Lord, but they're not living every day as if he is their Lord. Because if he's their Lord, they would live on a daily basis to please him. If he's their Lord, they'd realize he's sitting next to them on the couch when they watch that show. You know what I mean? Is that glorifying to him? In Luke 6, 45, the reason I say this is like so dear to my heart and, and, um, is because, I don't know, That's what God's put in me. Like, if you want to be used by me, if you want to be used by God, you want to make sure that you're giving him permission on a daily basis to clean you out. Holy Spirit, I welcome you today, and I invite you, because he's a gentleman. He's not going to just come. I I would kind of like it if somebody would just come clean my house, but uninvited is kind of (laughs) rude. right? You know, and so the Holy Spirit won't just come and barge his way and go cleaning up. Now, he'll let you know what rooms are dirty, and then it's up to you. Are you going to invite him in to clean it? Are you going to invite him in to purge? I recently was in a conversation about, um, I went to breakfast. I don't know how the conversation got off on this, but, um, I went to breakfast with my mother-in-law and then her sister and her daughters, and, and they got on the, the um, topic of hoarders, you ever seen that show where people just really have a, a compulsion to want to keep everything. And um, it's a disorder. Anyways, um, they just need to hold on to everything. And um, so they invite these people to come help them clean and purge their home. And it's a help to them, but it may be hard to them. And, and sometimes... We need, and we need every day, invite the Holy Spirit come, cleanse my heart, purge and cleanse. We have portals. We have portals with our eyes. We have portals through our ears, through our mouth, through our heart, our, our, our you know, our soul, um, in wit, and hands and feet, in which that we could sin, or we could allow God to use us. And so sometimes if we've used these instruments of our body to sin, we've allowed something dirty on the inside, Um, whether that's through thought, word, action, or deed. So I invite the Holy Spirit, come, maybe sometimes he says confess your sin and he's faithful and just to forgive your sin and cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So sometimes there might be things even that we don't know, but I love that he adds, if you'll confess, you're willing to come before him and say, Lord, I ask you for forgiveness for something that you know about, he goes ahead and says, okay, I'm going to cleanse you from all this too that you didn't know about. (laughs) Just because of your humbleness to come before him and say, Lord, cleanse me. Lord, wash the inside of my cup so that I'm all clean. Amen. And so... um, we want to invite, because that's what he's looking for, is a vessel that's fit and pure and holy for his use. You don't give a king, if I had the, the super special guest come to my home, I would actually probably make sure myself, not just leave it up to somebody else, to clean those dishes and give them the best, the special guest. And if I ever gave you a crusty dish, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'll use paper plates next time. But um. He is a king, and he's looking for vessels that are clean and pure and holy. What king wouldn't want that, right? And so we got to think of ourselves. He says our body, our lives are his instruments. This is the vessel in which he pours his spirit into. Amen? And he pours his spirit out from. In Luke 6, 45, it says, The good person out of the treasure of his heart produces good, and an evil person out of the treasure of his heart produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks. So if we have a problem with our mouth, what are we sowing into ourselves? What things are we thinking on? You know, what attitudes do we have in our heart? Um, So, then we need to invite the Holy Spirit. Come, there's clearly a problem here because I can't stop cussing or there's clearly a problem here because I can't stop going off on the person who cut me off, you know, or whatever it might be. You know, I I respond in anger when, when somebody treats me rudely rather than just like giving them to you, Lord. Like, what's my problem? Where have I allowed sin into my life because this is coming out of my heart? You know, and so God says a good person, good comes out of them. So if you're evil, he says evil stuff comes out of you. So, you, so what's the problem? Then you want to invite the Holy Spirit to cleanse you and to purge those, your vessel. Purge the, the portal of, of where it came in, your eyes, your ears, your mouth, your mind, your heart. Welcome you, Holy Spirit. Cleanse me. Do my dishes. <laughs> come into this this closet and fold my laundry whatever it is he will come in if he's invited and um it's not always fun to be corrected or to be shown what's dirty in your house and how much more you need to clean you know I know my floorboards are dusty I just can't get to it okay but God will see that and if you're willing to, to make those adjustments you'll be a vessel fit for a king to use for his glory. Amen? Galatians 6, 8, he says, those who live to satisfy their own sinful nature, the, the result is ha- the, they will harvest decay and death from that sinful nature. So in other words, if you yield to your flesh or, or you, you're yielding to the things of this world and that's what you're sowing to, you're going to harvest a de- you know, decay. In things that please the flesh. But he says those who live to please the spirit will harvest everlasting life from the spirit. We all raised our hand. We want to be used by God more. Well, then we're going to have to sow to the spirit instead of the, the choice is ours or sow to the flesh. We're going to have to respond um, um, and and think on things that are pure, lovely, honest, and of a good report rather than responding in the flesh and thinking on things that are not pure, not lovely, and not of a good report. God cares. Tonight we're talking about what does God want? What's he looking for? What God cares about is what's on the inside of the vessel more than anything in the world. And I believe that if you get the inside of the vessel clean, you invite him to clean the inside, the outside's going to look sparkly. It'll it'll come out from the inside out. People can people can look good on a Sunday. They can look like a good Christian. And then sometimes you might have experienced this before, maybe you have relatives like this. I don't know, but but sometimes somebody can look sparkly and clean and and and, and good from the outward appearance you spend a little more time with them, you realize they have some really bad habits of watching this or that or, or foul language or, or um, you know, partying in the clubs, I don't know, whatever it is, but somebody can look totally, you know, like, oh, man, they're a real good Christian, this and that. Not that we're judging, but I'm saying is what is dirty on the inside is going to eventually seep out and you're going to recognize that it's not pure and holy and ready. God sees through all of that right away. And he, for your own safety, is not going to fill you up to overflowing with his spirit if you have stuff on the inside that needs to be cleaned out or it would be a danger to you. God cares mostly about what's on the inside. In 1 Samuel sixteen seven, the Lord said to Samuel, he's, ta- he's picking a king for Israel, and he says to Samuel, you know, as he's looking at, these boys who are to be anointed to be king he's like don't look at their stature don't look at the appearance at their height or at their stature because i have rejected him for the lord sees not as man sees but man looks at the outward appearance but the lord what he's searching is the heart of man what is man allowing into his heart and like I said before, you know, we don't think of um, watching a TV show as, as, as seeping into our heart. But really, whatever we're allowing in is, is being allowed into our heart to plant seeds. And so we do need to be careful about what we listen to, about what we see, about what we, we speak. Because it, it, it plants seeds into our heart. You know, if I'm ever watching something and all of a sudden, you know, there's things on it that are displeasing to God, I'll switch the channel and then I'll even repent. Somebody might be like, well, you switch the channel. Yeah, but I just want to make sure. <laughs> Some people just go ahead and burrow on through and just continue watching it and you don't realize you're allowing seeds to be planted in you. And And if you want... To be a vessel fit for his use, you don't want those seeds in you. So man looks at the outward appearance. That's where we judge from. (laughs) But the Lord judges from the heart. That's how he decides who he's going to use. Amen. In 2 Timothy 2, 19 and 21 through 21. God's truth stands firm like a foundation stone with this inscription. The Lord knows who are his, and all who belong to the Lord must turn away from evil. In a wealthy home, some utensils are made of gold and silver, and some are of wood and clay. The expensive utensils are used for special occasions. The cheap ones are used for everyday use. If you keep yourself pure and clean, you will be a special utensil for honorable use. Your life will be clean, and you'll be ready for the master to use you for every good work. So what is God looking for? He's looking for a heart that's pure and holy and set apart for him. I don't want to, I'm not patting myself on the back, but I got... A really awesome word um, when we had Shekinah Glory this last week. It, 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 she didn't expound hugely or anything, but she said something that <sighs> some people won't even get in a prayer line if there's a prophet in the house because God searches the heart. Now, God's not typically in the business of embarrassing you, but if you in private haven't allowed God to correct you, you could get corrected publicly if you don't make the adjustments privately. But anyways, I was getting this word, and the word, just the main portion of the word was, God sees your heart and it's pure before him. What an absolute honor and, and um, just to be recognized by the Lord as that. And um, that's all you want. Because then you're, you, you're just like what this passage is talking about. You're a vessel that's fit, ready for the master to use you. At any given moment, he could use you. Because you're keeping yourself pure and holy and ready for honorable use by the king of kings and lord of lords. If you keep yourself pure or clean, you will be a special utensil for honorable use your life will be clean, and you will be ready for the master to use you for every good work. What does pure mean? <laughs> Might as well turn it off. What does pure mean? What pure means is to be, uh, this is like a biblical um, um, definition that I looked up, is to be unmixed. Like not mixed with the world. Um, to keep separate. From other things that are foreign like not mixing with the world not keeping yourself separate from the things um, free from guilt like I'm not afraid to come into a prayer line because I don't have anything that could be you know like because I'm gonna make sure and, and cleanse myself before I go to church <laughs> nobody can read my mail and, and expose it you know what I'm saying is yeah I'm not perfect but on a regular day-to-day basis, I'm giving the Holy Spirit permission to come into those rooms of my heart and show me what's wrong, show me where there might be an attitude, constantly just instead of getting into worry or fear or, or judging anybody, I just commit them to the Lord and I forgive them by faith and whatever it is because the enemy's always constantly trying to sneak his little way into my heart some way, somehow. Why? Because he wants to be there there to be a reason for God to not use me. And I love how Jesus said, um, you know, the enemy tried all these things, but he found nothing in me. (laughs) He can't use me because I've not given him permission. I've not given him any room of my heart. That's the whole point. Why he's always tempting and uh, the media is so disgusting. and, And why... Why he goes to great lengths to try to plant these seeds is because when we open up to these seeds, we become a vessel that's dirty and crusty and we cannot be used by God the way he would want us to. Now, can we still get someone saved? Yeah. Can we still tell somebody about Jesus? Yeah. Could we still lay hands on the sick and the power of God still work? Yes. Because God's going to watch over his word to perform it, but not to the extent that God would like to be manifesting or speaking to you or speaking through you. He wants to fill you till it's rivers of living water, living water, the life of God pouring out of you. So in other words, keep your insides clean. Watch what you're putting into yourself. Always aim to have a clear conscience. Don't allow attitudes to creep into your heart towards people. Immediately forgive them by faith. Don't allow unforgiveness to creep in. Yeah, sure, they did something wrong, but forgive them by faith. Release them to the Lord. Do everything you can do to always be in a, in a clear conscience and have a pure heart before the Lord so he can use you. In Colossians 3 23 and 24, he says, Whatever you do, work at it with all your heart as, you're, as if you're working for the Lord. And not for human masters. Since you know that you will receive an inheritance from the Lord as a reward, it is Christ that you are serving. So we want to live a life knowing that God sees our hearts. He knows when we stand up. He knows when we sit down. He knows every hair on our head. So he certainly knows those those areas in our lives that are displeasing or pleasing to him. So let's keep a clear conscience to where there's nothing, no thought, word, action, or deed And it's really not hard if you're inviting the Holy Spirit on a daily basis to lead you and guide you. To keep our hearts pure so that at any given moment we could be that special utensil for the master to use us. Jesus, I wrote this from a book here. Jesus' challenge to these hypocritical leaders is the same for his followers today. We must be careful not to simply honor the Lord with our lips while we live like the world, Because our hearts are far from him. We need to focus on cleaning up the inside of our spiritual houses. Dealing with our sinful attitudes or misguided motives. If the inner person is righteous, the good treasure of his heart produces good. The inner treasure treasure of righteousness will flow out to produce an external holiness as well. Our moral and spiritual character will automatically be revealed on the outside. So it's all a matter of what are you sowing into yourself. If you sow to the spirit, you're going to reap of the spirit, and you're going to harvest the spirit. You're going to show forth the glory of God. Arise and shine, for your light has come, for the glory of the Lord has risen upon you. Why? Because there's nothing else taking the place that God should be filling up. So God says in Matthew 6, 3 through 6, he talks about, um, don't be like the hypocrites. I'm just going to start with verse 5. Don't be like the hypocrites when you pray. Don't be like them. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues, on the street corners, to be seen by others. He calls them hypocrites because, like that last passage, they're all clean and sparkly on the outside. But they're not allowing God to search their heart and creating them a clean heart. They're unwilling to, to get rid of pride and, and to be humble. They're unwilling to to, um, to step, off, step off their high horse. <laughs> you know, they have these things in their heart that they're harboring. Pride and boastfulness and whatever it is here. Um, so they love standing in the synagogues, being seen by others, but truly, I tell you, they have their reward in full. But when you go into your prayer room, close the door and pray to your father who is unseen. Then your father who sees what's done in secret will reward you openly. Really, I I think that God sees our heart. He sees that, that we're going before him. It's not a public thing. We're privately inviting him every day to cleanse us, to purify us, to help us to live a holy life, pure and holy and sanctified and set apart for him to use and because we do that in private he rewards us openly how by using us to give him glory it's not for our glory they're stealing his glory so they've had their reward by living that prideful life he even was like correcting them stop telling them to call you father and stop telling you know to telling them stop trying to get them to honor you because The honor and the glory is mine. But it's an honor to be used by God. And the only way that's going to happen is when you do it in secret, he rewards you openly. He uses you openly. In Proverbs 21, 2, he says, Every way of man is right in his own eyes, but the Lord weighs the heart. You might think you be, you might, maybe you think you're doing pretty good. And sometimes I think I'm doing pretty good. And then, oh, I think I told the story. Um, I don't remember how exactly it went, but I always live a life that that I, like my dad said when he handed over the the ministry, and um, handed over the torch. He said, "You're gonna get what you see. Like it's not a separate secret life." she is what she is, you know, when he was talking about me. And that's true because I'm willing to correct when God corrects me. <laughs> I'm willing to adjust. And and it, nobody likes to be adjusted, but we need to be willing to be that if you want to be a vessel fit for his use. And so my aim is always, Lord, cleanse me. Lord, purge me. Lord, use me and, and show me if there's anything standing in your way. This is just always my prayer. And one day, um, I don't know how it happened, but but it happened. (laughs) And I was just in discussion and Clayton asked me something and I responded and uh, I can't remember what it was about, but, but I either expounded on the truth or didn't tell the full truth, one of the two. And I just was leaving the house and he asked me a simple question it was really dumb To to not just say it, I mean, it was not like I would be in trouble or something, just to tell him the full story, but I got out to the car, and I was about to leave, and the Holy Spirit got all over me. I started crying, and I called Clayton, and I apologized, because this was the case, and not this, what I told him, and he's like, it's okay, and I was like, no, it's not, (laughs) because God got all over me, because he wants to use me, and I was allowing something, That might be totally fine for the world, but we're to be set apart as pure and holy because that's the kind of of, of utensil and that's the kind of vessel that's acceptable to the Lord. So to even allow him, when you're praying that prayer, realize that he truly is going to show you when something's off and you would think like, oh, that's such a small thing, he won't care, but he got all over me about it. Because our mouths are only to speak the truth. And somehow I must have got off the truth because it, God dealt with me right away. So I'm not perfect, but we strive for perfection. And we give him permission to clean every room of our heart. And if there be anything that we allowed in that, because he doesn't want the enemy to find something in you. He'll show you right away, and if you'll correct it right away, you'll stay clean. Because he's merciful. Amen? He calls David the man after his own heart. For goodness sakes, he had sin in his life. But, so why is he a man after God's own heart? Because he's willing to be corrected, and he, he confesses his sin, and God's faithful to forgive him and cleanse him. In Psalms 51, 10 through 12, He says, create, um, David's prayer, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence. So what does that mean? That means sin or the dirtiness um, causes us to feel a void of God's presence even though he might be with us it, it, it throws up a, a, a smoke screen if you will or a mirage that the enemy is allowed to do because we allowed sin in and so David is feeling absent from the presence of the Lord because he's allowed sin in so he knows the way back and the way to draw close to God is to allow the Lord to purify his heart Because that's what God's looking for, is that pure and holy, acceptable, set-apart heart. And so he says, I welcome you in. Lord, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of my salvation and make me willing to obey you. I could have gone on with my merry way that day and brushed it aside, and let, um, let my heart become calloused. Like, no big deal. There's way worse things I could be doing. <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, if we want to stay sensitive to the Holy Spirit, you want to listen to every little tiny thing that he's trying to adjust. If you really are welcoming him in to clean you, to cleanse you, to use you, you're going to listen when he makes those little corrections. And sometimes that means admitting you're wrong, and that's probably my hardest thing. (laughs) Maybe everybody's. In John 15, 2, this is strong, but this is what we want him to do if we want him to use us. It says, he cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit. In other words, if it's of the world and it's something God has not planted in your life, give him permission to pluck it out. He prunes the branches that do not bear fruit so that they will produce even more. I'm not a very good gardener. I let Mike do that. But (laughs) especially around here, I have plants that are supposed to be like cactuses, and I kill them. But I know enough that if there, there's more, a lot, of, a lot of times there are brown branches on there, but you're supposed to prune them and get rid of those. Well, because you want it to look pretty and you want it to be green. But God prunes us if we give him permission. He's always showing us and correcting us in love. It's all in love so that he can use you. But we need to be willing to allow him, give him permission every day. Lord, create in me a clean heart, oh God. Renew a right spirit within me. Uh, Renew... the attitudes and the intentions of my heart, if there be anything prideful in me, any, any, any way that I've tried to steal your, your glory, any, any time that, that I was doing things in the wrong motives, Lord, show me. Lord, I repent. And if he shows you, Lord, I repent of that. Lord, I lay that down. I will not do that anymore. Lord, help me. I like this part of it. Help me and be, to be willing to obey you. Because I know you're going to show me now that I invited you. Now help me to be willing to obey you when you show me. If you want more of God, more of His presence, more of Him using you, then allow Him to cut and prune by giving Him permission. First Chronicles twenty eight nine. I must have spoke, texted this into my computer (laughs) because it doesn't really say the right thing here. Let me see if I can read it. Solomon, my son, know the God of your father and serve him with a whole heart and with a willing mind. For the Lord searches all hearts and understands every plan and every thought. All of you seek him and he will be found by you. But if you forsake him, he will cast you off forever. So, so um, he's teaching his son how to be a success with God using him. Be willing to make adjustments in your heart. Be willing to make adjustments in your mind. And understand that God searches every plan, and every thought. He knows it all, so we're not hiding anything. You can put on a charade for us at church. I've seen skits where people have, and you've actually probably seen um, commercials for um, people with depression or something like that, and they have like a fake smiley face in front of them, and they act like everything's okay, but on the inside, they're just hurting. Um... And that's sometimes how people come to church. They put on a smiley face as if everything's okay, but they are going through stuff or maybe they're living in sin or whatever it might be. But we need to understand is we're not fooling God. He searches the intents. He searches the hearts. He searches the minds. So we just, if we could just give him permission, like Solomon's father is, 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 is trying to share with him, if you give him permission and understand he already knows that stuff anyways, Give him permission to keep you pure. Give him permission to adju- make adjustments in your heart. And you will be fi- he will be found by you. But he says if you forsake this, if you forsake him by not allowing him to make adjustments, he says he will, you will be cast off forever. You're not going to be used by God. And I want to be used by God. So do you see what God's looking for? He's looking at the motives of our heart, the intentions of our heart to make sure they're pure. That the only reason you're seeking him, the only reason you want to serve him in the church, the only reason you want to want to speak in a microphone is because you want to follow what God wants to do or what God wants to speak. It's not about what you want to do. If I would love to sit there every Sunday and just receive, I'll just be honest. But when he gives me something, I get excited to deliver it, to to release it. So my intention is just to give what God gave. It's not, look at me. (laughs) Because I'd rather sit there. Our intention needs to just do, to be, just to do what God has called us to do. And to be all that God's called us to be. Which means living a life that's pure and holy and ready and fit for the master to use us. He wants to have a pure heart before him. A heart that seeks after him to bring him glory. Not a heart that has agenda. Yeah, sure, I I love to, that God draw more people in, and, and sure, I'd love this or that, but, but my heart is just to do what God told me to do, and, and he will draw the people, and he will, you know, if he tells us, you know, he told us how to do the parking lot, if he tells us a plan to do something, we'll, we'll put it into action. Otherwise, it's our job just to be faithful to do what he's told us to do, whether it's two people or 2,000 people. And he can, we can hear then, well done, thou good and faithful servant. Amen. In Matthew 6.33, he tells us, seek ye first the kingdom of God. But we can't leave this out. And his righteousness. What is that? To live a holy life, one that's right in the sight of God. And his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. So seek after righteous living. Because then he can use you, then he can add to you every single thing that you need. So Paul figured it out. In Romans 12, 1, he says, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, like know that God has mercy, even though we've messed up. I urge you, offer your bodies. What is that? Your facilities. Offer your hands, which could do harm. Offer your feet, which could go the wrong direction. Offer your, your mind and your thoughts and your eyes, and, and, and offer your vocabulary to the Lord as an offering. That, that Give it to God and say, Lord, only what goes into my ears, what goes in, through my eyes or what I look at, what comes out of my mouth, what gets planted in my heart, Lord, I commit it to you, and I'm going to give to you this as an offering he says offer it as an offering if you're allowing stuff from the world into those facilities this is our vessel that God fills or uses if you're allowing other stuff into it then it's not in a sacrifice the kind that he would accept There are sacrifices that are offered that are unacceptable. You can look at Cain and Abel offering their different sacrifices. He wants one that's an actual sacrifice. It's a little bit hard to give. It's your best. He wants your best sacrifice. He wants you to give him a mouth that's pleasing to him, ears that are pleasing to him, eyes that are pleasing to him, a heart, and and a mind that is pleasing to him. So that's what he's talking about. I urge you, offer your body, every facility of it. Offer it as a holy and living sacrifice, as pleasing to God, because this is a true way to worship God. Offer your life as a living sacrifice, the kind he finds acceptable. What is God looking for? He's looking for a heart that is pure, a life that is set apart, this is what pleases God. Give to him. Love him, the word of God says, with all of your heart, all of your soul, all of your mind, all of your strength. In every way. Spirit, soul, body, mind, just, just let it be a sacrifice unto him. Not a life that is self-seeking or motivated by trying to get famous or glory or or rich or or anything that's self-pleasing but a life that's pleasing to the Lord that's honorable to the Lord one that glorifies him amen if you're taking notes Matthew 22:37 is where the Lord says you must love the Lord your God with all of your heart all of your soul and all of your mind do you notice that he doesn't talk about the outward appearance right there <laughs> it's everything that's internal Why? Because that's where God looks. All of your heart, all of your soul, and all of your mind. Honor God and give it to God and love him in this way. Notice that he also said that this is the true way to worship him. When you live a life that's pleasing to God, spirit, soul, heart, body, (laughs) that worships him. It's, worship is not just singing a song. Worship is living a life set apart for him. So what's God looking for? He's looking for the insides to be clean. He's looking at your heart and your soul and your mind. So just remember what you're putting into yourself is what's going to come out in and and is what you're putting into yourself glorifying to God. I'm preaching to myself too, by the way. I'm hearing God myself. It's a reminder. You wanna stay on the right track? You wanna keep being used by me? You wanna go from glory to glory? This is what I'm looking for, amen? I wish more people were here because God wants to use his people, amen? So what's done in secret, whether it's good, or displeasing to God that's what he sees so make sure that even in secret no matter whether anybody else can see or not that it's going to be pleasing to God what you're thinking on I understand thoughts come to you bombardments come to you that are not um, according to the word that's the enemy trying to get you to grab hold of that as if it's yours That's why God says, cast down those thoughts and imaginations. You're going to have opportunity to hold on forgiveness. No, by faith, forgive that person. You're going to have opportunity to judge somebody. No, walk in love with that person. Forgive them. Release them to the Lord. Because the enemy is always trying to get place in our lives. We don't need to give it. Keep the door shut. Amen hallelujah. So I just encourage you, and maybe we'll pray a prayer right now. I just encourage you on a daily basis, whether you think you've done anything wrong or not, not out of religious habit, but out of just sincerity, pray and invite the Holy Spirit to create in you a clean heart. Pray and invite the Holy Spirit to cleanse every every room of your heart and show you and help you to be willing to obey him like Psalms was saying. So let's just pray real quick. Heavenly Father, I just thank you for your word. I thank you that it's alive, it's powerful, it's sharper than a two-edged sword. It has the ability to cut. And and just remove things from us, Lord, that that would hinder you from using us. Father, I just ask you, by your word, Lord, just remove and and create in us a clean heart, oh God, and renew a right spirit within us. Lord, we want to be and live in your presence. We want to be in him. We live and move and have our being. We want that to be the case, Father. We want you to fill every part of us, God. And so, Lord, with that, Lord, we see that from your word, it's a vessel that's fit for honorable use. It's a vessel that's clean is the one that you can use so father we just offer our bodies today lord as a holy living sacrifice, we welcome you, Lord, just to, to take and, and, and burn off the chaff, burn off the thing that is disgusting to you, burn out, burn out the things that are a hindrance to you, Lord, and Lord, if there be anything in us, Lord, that's displeasing to you, Lord, show us so that we can turn from it, show us so that we can lay it down, Lord, show us so that we can repent, Lord, Father, we just ask you, Lord, cleanse and purge the portals of our heart, Lord, cleanse and purge, Lord, our facilities, of our eyes, our ears, our mouths, our hands, our feet, our innermost being. Father, just cleanse us, Lord. And Lord, let us be holy and ready and fit vessels for your use, Lord. We're hungry and we're thirsty and we want to bring you glory. And so we ask you, Lord, just cleanse us. Purify us through the washing of your word tonight. In the name of Jesus. Everybody said amen. Hallelujah. Pastor Nick? Hallelujah. (laughs) Jesus told his disciples, he says, now you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. You know, so praise God. We just got cleaned. (laughs) Yes, amen. And you know, there's something beautiful about that. It's just your fellowship with the Lord just becomes that much more enriched and, and close. So, and that's really why he wants to do that, because he just wants more of us, more intimacy with us. Amen. He just loves hanging out with you, he loves being with you, and he doesn't want anything to get in the way. Amen. So praise God, he's clearing the way. Well, we're going to go ahead and take up our evening offering tonight.